Money Show. Small business. Pablo Fatidis is the founder of Auric Business Accelerator. Uh, survival, I mean, if you are a little antelope and you're born in the wild um, and you, you know, you're you born next to a, a pride of lions, odds of you surviving aren't that hot, uh, Pablo. But if you're born away from the pride of lions and you get a little bit of time to learn uh, and get a bit of time to stand on your feet, you become a little wiser and you know maybe you survive a little longer. Um, and so learning fast is kind of important in the wild and I'm guessing it's kind of important in the world of business as well. Yeah, it is. And, you know, here's the thing about the little antelope that you were referring to, Bruce. If it has to spend its time constantly head down in the grass eating, then it can learn nothing because it's simply eating. To learn, it has to observe its environment. It has to observe its elders. It has to observe its mother, uh, whoever the father may be, I guess and see what they've done to get to where they've gotten to without being eaten before they're 10, 15, 20 days old. So it's important to talk about how to learn, and it's more important about how to put your space, your, yourself in a space where you can learn. Because you might want to learn, but if you aren't able to because you're not in the right place or space in your business, then you never will. Everything you learn will be theoretical. It'll be imagination, and I know that's very useful when you have to change fast, right? No, absolutely. But I mean, so how then do you make sure that you learn? Because you want to, in the process of learning, you need to be able to, you know, lots of people are really good at what they do. Um, but there are lots of people doing lots of the same sorts of things. They're not that many different ideas. Your purpose is to differentiate yourself in a way that nobody else is doing it. And I guess that's a different kind of learning. It is. It, it is. You know, just... There was a wonderful expression about understanding what to focus on in relation to learning. And if you really think about it, and it goes to purpose, the, the purpose of a business is to solve a problem. And Andy Grove, who was one of the co-founders of Intel, uh, wrote a book called Only the Paranoid Survive. <laughs> yep. And it's, I think it's a book we should all be reading again and again and again. And he turned around, Bruce, and he used an analogy that's not going to be familiar to us as South Africans. Um, but I think the analogy is something we can all understand. He said, snow melts from the edges very slowly. And then apparently, he went on to say, it melts very quickly from the center. And that's what the problem with change is. If you don't see those very, very early signals, if you don't see the edges of the snow beginning to melt, by the time you do see it, you're in the thick of it and it happens so fast that you become an irrelevant business. And the starting point very much is centered around purpose. And when we say that, you know, the purpose of a business is to solve a problem, well, actually that's not entirely true because the purpose of a product or a service the thing that you're selling, its purpose is to solve a problem. There are very few uh, people who are going to try and drill a hole with a vacuum cleaner. If your product is a drill, its function is to drill a hole, and you're looking for people who have got a problem, the problem being that they need a hole drilled. So the product solves the purpose. The service, if you're in the services economy, solves the purpose. If you look at something like training, that's the delivery of a service. 
if the training you deliver doesn't solve the problem of having a team improve their performance or gain the knowledge they need to perform better in a business, then you as a training service provider have failed with your service. So the problem itself needs to be solved by the product. And when things change, unless you understand how the problem comes about, how what the problem costs if it's not solved for your customers, and how your product or service solves that problem, you're not even in the starting blocks of being able to get stability in a business. Because when things change, circumstances change, and when the circumstances change, if you're not tuned in to how the shape of that problem has changed, you can't make the adjustments to either your product or service to be responsive. So then how do you get it right? I mean, is there, I mean you like lists, you love making lists. Give me a list. Well, you know, lists are systems. You see, that's a problem with them. And they're quite useful to make sure, check, check, check. A list becomes pretty useful when you are hoping to climb into a rocket ship and go to space. You want to make sure everything's in play. Well, the next thing then is to understand if I've got the right product, if I've got the right service to solve a problem, I then need to create an experience. Because the funny thing about people is that people need good experiences. There could be nothing worse, and we've used, we've used this analogy before, than if your geezer bursts and you bring in a very competent plumber. So they've got a product and they've got a service that can solve the problem of a burst geezer. But they arrive into your home, they bash through the lounge, they leave grubby paw prints all over the walls. When they take out the ladder, they crack the vase and they scratch the couch and they chip the mirror. And by the time they've solved the problem, which was the fixed or leaking geezer, they've created a dreadful, horrible, terrible experience. And the only way to figure out an experience is to know who your customer is. And Bruce, you know, there's a, there's a wonderful analogy. And the best way to describe this is if you look at the entire market of opportunity, in other words, all the customers and clients that your product or service can be useful to, and you imagine that to be a dartboard, which has got 20 numbers going around it. And all of those numbers are organized into slices. So they're 20 slices. If you imagine each slice to be a sector in the economy, so the mining sector, the hospitality sector, the financial services sector, the food sector. And when you look at the dartboard, all of them point towards the bullseye which is the biggest customer in our land, which is government. And then they broaden out. These slices get thicker and wider as you move to the fringes of the dartboard. That represents the businesses in the sector, from corporates to big business, to medium businesses, to small businesses, to micro businesses. If you say, hey, listen, my customers, everyone who needs a drill, I think that you're going to be finding yourself in a position where you don't know who your customers are and you won't know what experience to create for them. You're going to make a tough decision on who your customers are so you can understand that experience. So, I mean, it comes down to, I don't know, the, the purpose, the experience, and, and then getting that system of delivery in place in order to be 
the company that is responding to a changing environment and changing customer needs and changing customer base all the time, frankly, because none of us knows at the moment which way is up. So you've got to be incredibly flexible. Yeah, you've got to be very flexible. And and here's the thing, you know, if you build a clunky business and you suddenly realize that you need to change the shape of the product and you need to change the shape of the experience that you're promising the clients and customers you're serving because circumstances have changed in the environment, then in many ways, it's quite hard to move this whole organization and the way things work to reshape, to be relevant. So what happens is mostly when we start building a business, we kind of have a sense of a product. We kind of have a sense of who our customers are. And then we just make it happen. And that's the stage of hustling. But if you don't mature from that, and that's got nothing to do with age and size, by the way, the maturity away from that. It's got everything to do with recognizing that the only way to create a consistent experience and to solve the problem consistently is to make sure that the way you educate the market, the the clients that you're serving about your product and service, the way that you engage them when they're interested in learning more so you can convert them into customers, and then the way that you service them in your operations, those activities, Bruce, have to be designed to deliver that experience, and they've got to be designed in a way that's teachable so that eventually over time you can start employing people to perform the marketing activities, the sales activities, the ops activities, the admin activities. And if they're performing the activities that drive that experience, when the environment changes and the experience of your customers needs to change, the signals will be seen in your systems and in your team. They're the ones who alert you. The time has come to reshape and reinvent this business. Yeah, and it's 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 so hard to get right because if you're not properly engaged, if you're not focusing on running the business, if you're not leading the business, if you're working in the business, as you've told us many times before, if you're not leading this, then you're doomed. Completely, completely. And one of the biggest issues that I experience with business owners that I certainly work with, and these are are well-established businesses, is they say there's no time. There's no time to lead. (laughs) When I say, but lead what? They say lead the business to where we need it to be. And the best analogy is always that of the engine room in a ship, which is below decks. It's It's critical to get right, so it turns the propeller, The propeller is your consistent growth, your consistent revenue, the consistent performance. But once it's done, once that system of delivery is properly built, that's when you need to give it over to your team. You can climb onto the bridge of the ship. And from there, Bruce, the way that we should be spending our time as business leaders is we should be looking at who our top customers are, preferably the most demanding customers we've got, spending time with them to understand how their environments are changing. We should go to our most important suppliers and ask them what the trends and changes are in their industries. And we should be working extensively with our teams 
who deliver and work with our clients every day to say what's changing, what's changing. When you're the captain of a ship and you're on the bridge, you've got the equipment to see where the weather patterns are changing, currents are changing, and in all of that, that's where you make adjustments to keep it relevant and maintain relevance. Unfortunately, Pablo, your signal is, I think you've gone below decks into the engine room. You need to get out onto the bridge um, because um, if you're in the engine room, we can't hear you. Uh, but, but it is that thing of having your teams and empowering your teams and incentivizing your teams to be alert to the environment in which they work. What they're doing is not the job working for you. They're an intelligence gathering machine. They are the ones at the very front. Like, you can't be everywhere. You can't talk to all the customers all the time. You've got to be able to rely on your teams to be in touch with those customers you've got to rely on your teams to be the your your eyes and ears pavlo completely and you know the way you engage with that team and the way that you build out the activities that your team uh, are expected to perform to make everything work the way you design all of that should give you data should give you information so for example you should know that in your business you're running two campaigns every month and campaigns are, are one is going to be a digital campaign and the other might be a physical campaign but you need to know that those campaigns are running and you need to know if they are performing well and very often when people run marketing campaigns bruce they come up with a creative idea they press the button everyone goes and delivers it but everybody forgets to collect data to show what worked, what didn't work, so you know what you need to improve. And that works right across that system of delivery. If you're going to rely only on your team, God bless them all, but you need to be aware that they will share with you their insight, and their insight's going to be centered around their capability, their comfort, and their performance. If you can combine that with data in between the two, that's where the signal of change is, and that's what sets you up to lead change as opposed to be led by it. Pavlo Fatidis, Auric Business Accelerator. He is the founder. Thank you very much indeed for joining us this evening. As always, on a Thursday on The Money Show.